Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be alcohol, liquid courage, or attraction killer. I've got an email here from a guy who admits that basically every time he's interacted with women, he's always, whether it's on a date or meeting women, he's always had to have alcohol in his body. So he's learning my book and he's applying things. He's getting a little better and recently ran into a girl that he was dating who blew him off and went back to her ex-boyfriend. They went out and had, had drinks together and then later on had dinner and he went for the kiss and she gave him a hug. And he's like, what? No kiss? I know you like me, which was a great comeback. And she goes, next time. And he's thinking, what the fuck? She called me and everything and I set up a date. So we're going to talk about obviously alcohol and how much you should or shouldn't be drinking and obviously the benefits of not drinking at all especially if you're trying to improve your social skills with women. So I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and I'm going to go through his email. And the quote says, if you're going to drink alcohol to lower your inhibitions and feelings of awkwardness so you feel more comfortable around other people, there is a fine line between having a nice buzz and being the life of the party and getting blackout drunk and making a fool of yourself. I've done both of those in my life, by the way. When it comes to pickup and attraction skills for men and overcoming their approach anxiety, in the long run, they will do much better and build their confidence if they only talk to women when they are sober. Synchronicity, serendipity, fate, and love at first sight always seem to happen when you least expect it. Therefore, if you're a guy who's trying to improve your social and pickup skills of women, do it sober. You'll become more successful, happier, confident, and skilled than trying to force things by going out to get drunk and then trying to talk to women. In my 20s, when I was single, it was like every fucking weekend. I was partying. I was drinking. I was out with my buddies. And you know what I realized? Most of the women I dated, I always met outside of my experiences drinking which i you know looking back i always found that interesting but yeah it's like every friday and saturday night when i was in my 20s it's like hey we got to go out we got to meet girls and yeah we would talk to lots of girls but you know obviously my game wasn't very good back then and off more often than not you, know, you get too shit-faced and then you end up putting your foot in your mouth and it's like the next day you wake up and you're like, oh, things are going so well. And it's like, oh, I did those shots and ah, oh, yeah, it just kind of went downhill from there. But when you're sober, it's, a, it's obviously harder, especially if you have approach anxiety, you're just nervous or terrified around women. And that's why like going to the malls on the weekend, like if you have a large busy mall somewhere or there's a trade show or some kind of convention that you can go to or some kind of outdoor festival – Take a water bottle with you. Don't drink. Just follow the repetitions that I talk about in the video that I did several years ago called Improving Your Social Skills, about 12 minutes long. It's a great way to slowly do that. Instead of relying upon alcohol as a crutch, you can just use interacting with other people, starting out making eye contact with people and then smiling and then saying hello then taking it all the way to the point where you're asking women out on instant dates. Hey, would you care to join me for a quick cup of coffee? It's really easy to do. And once you get good at that and you can do it, you realize, I don't really want to drink anyway. So I mean, who wants to deal with a fucking hangover? I mean, I still like to have a few beers every now and then. 
I have two beers and it's nice, but I've had the third or the fourth one and I start feeling kind of funky. Like, you know, I drink too much because I, I don't have an alcohol tolerance anymore. I hardly ever drink. I think the last time I drank was over a month ago. I had a couple beers. So I'm just not much of a drinker anymore. I prefer – it's much more exciting to be sober, especially when you've taken the time to develop that confidence in yourself and you can talk to people anytime, anyplace, anywhere because not only will these skills help you in your personal life but they'll help you in business, walking into a place, cold turkey to ask them to give you a job. Those things – I mean it's a really great skill to develop within yourself, to be able to walk up to total strangers, start a conversation, create rapport. Get them on your side and cause them to want to do whatever it is that you want, whether it's give you a job, invest in your company, become your business partner, become your mentor, go on a date with you, become your friend, whatever it happens to be. So he says, Dear Coach, thanks for being genuinely passionate about your work. I'm a divorced man, age 43, who happened upon your online videos and I've read your book twice thus far. Oh man, have I been doing it wrong over the years. If only I could show you a montage of all my dating failures. Well, that's okay because I got plenty of dating failures. I got lots of montages in my mind. Spent a lot of time learning shit the hard way. I'm improving greatly though. Thanks ever so much. You're welcome. I used to be a chicken shit and had to rely on liquid courage before and during a date. I'm much more confident now but I still have a few drinks when I'm on a date. I now realize I need to impose – what happens when you go out with somebody who doesn't drink? Then what do you do? You're sitting there getting drunk and as the evening goes on, she went from really liking you to not being so excited about your drunk act, especially if she has to drive your fucking sorry ass home and you end up waking up the next day on her couch. She ain't going to go out with you again, dude. I now realize I need to impose limits and I'll give you an example. Plus, please give me some advice on how I could have handled the situation better. Here goes. Last week, I was on a date with this 30-year-old woman. I was quite proud of myself because previously, she went cold and told me she couldn't see me anymore. I was confused because she was the one who chased me and we had a great passionate second date. Days later, I found out that she had gotten back together with her boyfriend. There's not a lot you can do in that kind of a situation. Because keep in mind, if he was with her long enough to become her boyfriend at one point and then eventually her ex, she had a lot of time with that guy and therefore she had time to develop an emotional bond and here you've only been out on two dates and more than likely – you didn't say anything about sex. Maybe you made out but that was about it. Now, I've had dates. I wrote about, wrote about examples like that in my book where I went on a date. Things started great. We're all over each other hooked up and then poof, they disappeared. And you're thinking, what the fuck happened? And then you run into him six months later. Oh, I got back together. My ex-boyfriend called me right after our last date. I'm like, oh, how convenient. Like you're going to lose in that situation, especially if they were with that with that guy for six months, a year, two years. You only went out on, on a couple dates. It's like you're. It's just that's why you just. It's better to say, hey, well, if it doesn't work out, give me a call. Because more often than not, if it didn't work out the first time, nine times out of ten, it's not going to work out the second time. And guess who they're going to call if you let the door open properly. When it ends for good, you. I learned, actually learned that particular tip from a buddy of mine who's the only guy that I know that I grew up with that really has a great relationship. And he's been with his wife for – they've been together over 20 years now. they got three kids and they never fight or argue. And she looks amazing. She's beautiful, still takes care of herself. 
I mean, she looks hot after all these fucking years. And he's he's a great guy, a great husband, and she's a great wife, and they have a very solid family, and they're very loyal and faithful to one another. He says, I watched your online video concerning this subject and calmed down. I stayed away, but we ended up bumping into each other weeks later. It was bound to happen because we both work in the same building. After we spoke for a bit, I politely ended the conversation and walked away. It's so powerful. I wrote about an example in my book about that. I had this girl that I dated and I was just – I totally fucked it up. And then it was like – I don't know. It was probably three, four years later. I ran into her downtown and I was really in love with this other girl that I was dating at the time. I just remember we talked for a few minutes. I was like, hey, it was great seeing you. Have a great night. And then I walked away and she was just – I didn't look back at my buddy I was with. He looked back and he says, dude, she was just standing in the street with this like total dumbfounded look. She couldn't believe that you walked away. I mean it's not like I walked away. I was just like, hey, you know, you guys have a good night. See you later because she had blown me off. It's like, fuck it. She still had my contact information. If she wanted to get in touch with me since she was the one who blew me off and never responded to my previous messages three or four years before that, she would get in touch. And sure enough, on that Monday, I got an email from her. What a quinky dink that was. It's just amazing how powerful walking away and being okay without something, what an effect it has on the other person. 20 minutes later, she texted me. So I thought, hmm, she's approaching me. I told her she was welcome to meet me for a couple of pints. She acted aloof, gave me a maybe, and I simply replied, well, either show or don't. Either way, I'm going to have a couple of pints, and I left it at that. That's perfect because it's exactly what I teach. You invite women to join you on your fun bus that's already got a destination in mind that it's going to. If they want to come along, great. If not, the fun bus is still going to go there. Then she showed up. I thought to myself, wow, it worked. And okay, Corey was right yet again about the power of being a man who has options and the power of walking away. You extended your invitation and you put it out there in an unattached way. And either way, if she accepts it, great. If you never hear from her, whatever, it doesn't matter. However, here's where I screwed up. After three pints, I suggested she should come over to my place for dinner. Well, you say, hey, you know, when you get out here and go back and make some dinner at my place? That's the way to say it. He says, she ended up stating that she didn't want chicken, that it reminded her of her ex fiance. Well, great. Let's get some ribs and cook them up on the barbie. Right there, I should have said goodnight, but I ended up taking her to get pizza and more beers. What's interesting is that you did the exact opposite of what you had done later. You said, hey, this is where I'm going. I'd love for you to join me. But instead, you went, okay, I'll submit to what you want and I'll go along with what you want. What you should have said is, you know what, it's getting late. I'd love to have some dinner and I'm going to go home and cook some things up in the grill and you're more to come up, more than welcome to join me if you, if you care to. And then gone ahead and gone home. And she might have called you 10, 20 minutes later. Hey, you know what, I changed my mind. Is the offer still open? Sure, come on over. Bring a bottle of wine while you're at it. Deep down, I wanted to keep the date going and I wasn't ready for the curveball she threw at me. I mean that just really comes down to time and repetition and knowing the fundamentals in the book. So where you started out interacting with her, you're like, hey, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going to be. 
if you care to join me. And then you did it again. Hey, um, let's go back to my place and make dinner. Oh, I don't like chicken. Okay, well, let's go get pizza then. So you were more into doing what she wanted instead of being the leader and doing what you wanted. And that's, that's where you went sideways there because you weren't consistently congruent with the way you had been earlier in the evening. And just like you said, you got three pints in you. You're like, oh, you probably got all dopey and we're too happy to be there. And you went along with whatever she wanted. Afterwards in the parking lot, I went in for the kiss and she ended up hugging me. <laughs> that fucking sucks. See, these are the kind of things that just smack you right in, right across the face when you're not – metaphorically obviously. and make you go, wow, maybe I really should follow the fundamentals in the book. It's like when you follow what I teach, you're going to get good results. And when you don't, you're going to experience pain like this guy. You know, For your trouble of going to take her to pizza, you get a nice hug. Hmm. Guess you'll be going home and beat the bishop. Choke the chicken, rub one out, shoot some yogurt. I end up saying something like, what, no kiss? I know you like me. That's a great line, by the way. I know I've heard that somewhere. She responded next time as she swiftly got into her car. She's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Probably because you were a little shitty, shit-faced at that point. He says, damn. So I either got used or she considers me a backup. Well, no, you just weren't congruent. You came off as this indifferent, aloof, mysterious guy. And then when you were with her, you're like, hey, let's go to back to my place. She's like, well, I don't like chicken. I was like, okay, well, let's make some steaks. Let's cook some shrimp or some shrimp, some barbecue shrimp, some steam shrimp, some fried shrimp. And come to mention it, I don't recall her giving me the signals to kiss her. Again, the only place where you really screwed up, it's not so much that the – I mean it's great that you cut back and you're not going, you know, relying on alcohol for everything. But the bottom line is you're still using it as a little bit of a crutch is that you didn't do what you wanted to do. Instead, you just – you end up going along with what she wanted. You went from being the leader to – following her and making her the leader and therefore that's why you got the hug. Same vibe that you were probably giving off before that caused her to run back to the ex-boyfriend who apparently it looks like he's the ex-boyfriend once again. So what do you do at this point? Absolutely nothing. But next time, I don't be inviting her for pints or anything. And if you had that passionate second date, I would have just invited her back to your place to make dinner together because that is what I teach in Seven Principles to get an ex back but you invited her out for to have a few drinks. I would have said hey, – when she texted you, I would have said, hey, great to hear from you. We should get together sometime. When are you free to get together? We'll make dinner at my place. Then she goes, oh, I don't know. I'm busy. I said, great. Figure out your schedule and get back to me. Game of tennis. Hit the ball over the net. Wait for the other person to hit it back. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.